a KJAC Radio production. Hey everyone and welcome back to Randy's Metal Reviews, my weekly podcast where I review a new metal album each week, tell you what I like, tell you what's worth listening to, and what's worth throwing in the trash. This week I want to do a special episode as a little tribute to Eddie Van Halen, since he has passed. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. He remains an inspiration for his guitar playing, being one of the biggest innovators since Jimi Hendrix. I had I had some trouble choosing which Van Halen album I was going to review because there's a lot of really good ones on different albums like standout songs for me but I yeah I had to choose the one that had Hot for Teacher on it so this week we're going to be reviewing 1984 by Van Halen All right and uh, like always I like to start with a little history about the band So, Van Halen was formed in Pasadena, California in 1972. It was comprised of guitarist Eddie Van Halen, his brother on drums, Alex Van Halen, David Lee Roth on vocals, and Michael Anthony on bass. They released their first album, it's a self-titled album, Van Halen, February 10th, 1978. That album was an instant classic. You had Running With The Devil, Ain't Talking About Love, and a Kinks cover song, You Really Got Me. I like the I like the Van Halen version much more cuz you really can't go wrong with Eddie Van Halen's guitar shredding. You can't. And do not forget that on this album they had Eruption, one of the best guitar solos in history, probably the most recognizable guitar solos ever. Every time I hear it, I want to pick up my guitar, and I'm sure that's probably the effect every other guitarist gets, new or old when they hear that song. Okay, after that album, they released Van Halen 2, March 23rd, 1979. And a little side story about that album, Van Halen 2. That The album art on this one, they had a, um, Eddie had a guitar, it was a black and white stripes, black and white stripey guitar, like, kind of like the ones you see, the red, white, and black ones. But, uh, this one they called Bumblebee. It's on the black, on the back cover. And... I looked into it and then I um to see what all the whole album was about and apparently that guitar is buried buried with Dimebag Daryl of Pantera and I was like I didn't really even know they knew each other but I looked into it on uh, ultimateclassicrock.com and I guess um Vinnie Paul um Dimebag's brother and then they had like a code word with when they would like play on stage or they'd be like hey, Van Halen dude he's like yeah Van Halen. It was basically like, calm down, have a good time. And, uh, yeah, they said that every show. And what was cool is the night that Dimebag Daryl and Eddie Van Halen met on a plane ride, uh, Dimebag Daryl's like, dude, you you gotta, like, make me one of those, like, guitars. I'll, I'll pay you, like, $30,000 for one of those things. He's, and Eddie's like, well, I'll, I'll make you a special one. And, uh, so they played whatever show and stuff. And after Dimebag Daryl was shot, they did, at his funeral, Van Halen showed up with a guitar. And it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't a new guitar that they made. It was the original yellow and black guitar from the back of Van Halen 2. And they said, the band said, uh, he was an original, so he deserves an original. I, I just thought that was a fantastic story. Even though it was definitely a bit sad. Okay, back to the some back to the rest of the history. After Van Halen 2, they released 
Van Halen released Women and Children First in 1980. Then they later released Fair Warning in 1981. Then Diver Down in 1983. It did pretty well. In 1984, they released, you guessed it, 1984. That's the album I'm going to be reviewing today. And during 1984, the tour, David Lee Roth, the the vocalist, quit the band and did some solo stuff. Then later they got Sammy Hagar as the new singer in 1986. They recorded 5150, the album. Hit number one on Billboard charts. And in 1996, David Lee Roth temporarily joined the band again to do the MTV Music Video Awards and 96 and 99 then so he left at some point so later in 96 99 Gary Sharon of Extreme was a new singer and they released Van Halen 3 and 2003 to 2005 Sammy Hagar came back with a reunion they did a compilation CD they put some new songs on it everyone was happy uh, except really the other singers and bassists, but oh well. And in 2006, they reunited with Roth once again. 2007, Van Halen was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And in 2011, Wolfgang, Eddie's son, actually got to play bass on their album, A Different Kind of Truth. And that was the only album he played bass on. And unfortunately, the last album, Eddie Van Halen, actually got to play on. So, yeah. But there is the history of Van Halen, and I'm going to go into the review of 1984. Here we go. All right, this album, 1984, was recorded in 1984. And I really liked this one because it has a whole bunch of classic Van Halen songs. This has David Lee Roth as a lead singer. This... They have Jump, Panama, Drop Dead Legs, and my fa- my personal favorite from this one is Hot for Teacher, just because the intro is my favorite, one of my favorite intros in classic rock or history, you know, because this sounds almost like an engine, you're just like, I just love it, and the intro guitar riff too, and solo, I really think there's no topping that. There's really no top here. Not for me. But Jump, you have the really cool synth. You have the like 80s style synths, which I can totally appreciate as a piano player. I always, I always thought that was kind of cool. I never had like a synthesizer, but I had one of those like Yamaha keyboards that they had some synth sounds in there. And I actually ended up learning this one because I kept seeing a whole bunch of memes going around TikTok and stuff. Of like some kid getting like hit in the head or something and then he falls, his head perfectly hits the low note at the beginning of jump, the low synth. And so I just had to learn it just because of that. It reminded, it reminded me and I never had learned it, but now I know a literal piece of history and a masterpiece. So there you go there. And uh, yeah, so overall, if I was going to rate this album, I would give it a... 9 out of 10, because I really like the album, but the only ones I'm really going to be listening to a whole bunch more would be Jump Panama, Drop Dead Legs, and Hot for Teacher. 
I really do need to listen to the other songs more, but those ones stand out so much more to me just because the solos are so good. Everything is super tight. I just like all of it. All I need to give the other songs a little more chance, and then I may give it a 10 out of 10, but right now, for me personally, it's a 9 out of 10. All right, well, that's it for that album, but I do... There's, there's some cool facts about Van Halen that I thought would be cool to share. Uh, yeah, I was talking to my dad the other day, and he's like, well, um, there's this there's a song, Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now. I had never heard of it, and uh, apparently it's a night... It was actually... A, um, this was a cover song. Van Halen decided they wanted to cover this song. It was from... Written back in 1924 by Milton Ager, and their lyrics were written by Jack Yellen. Which, I mean, back in the, like, 20s and 30s, they seriously did not... Like, you didn't really own the songs that much like you did like you did now. Somebody would, like, write the song, and then it's almost like covers are now, but with very popular artists. I just think it's kind of crazy that it's changed so much to where that artist has that song. He wrote it. It's his. Anybody else is infringing upon that. It's a complete different uh, atmosphere because you used to like when back in the like piano music and guitar music, the music was the actual big seller, not the artist performing the song. And it's kind of done like a 180. So I thought that was fairly interesting and yeah anyway this song they seriously so big bad bill is sweet william now dave lee roth was listening to like a sony walkman thing radio and it had an option where you can just like you could record whatever song you if you liked a song on the radio you could just record it and so he had recorded this old song they're like yeah that's great showed it to eddie and he's like yeah let's do it and Dave was like, yeah, well, let's get your old man to play clarinet. He's <laughs> like, oh, all right. Him and Alex were fine with that. So they went ahead and recorded it. They had their, their old dad playing clarinet. And it was kind of more acoustic song by them, like a barbershop 1920s vibe. And it kind of had like a jazz kind of soul feeling the way that um, David was singing. I thought it was really, it was a cool, cool song. It reminded me a lot of the Ice Cream Man, one of, off of one of their other albums. Just like acoustic guitars, like soft kind of different. It's not all headbanging rock stuff. And what I thought was funny is they had a quote from Dave on that website that their, uh, the, the story was on. And uh, it was, I think, I think when you hear Mr. Van Halen playing, you'll have an idea it's a shadow of where Eddie and Alex are now. There's a sense of humor in there, a lot of technique, and a whole lot of beer. Yeah, I, I can hear it. It's, it's really, I didn't really even realize that was his dad until the comments on the YouTube video when I was listening to it was like, yo, that, that's Daddy Van Halen's playing clarinet. Who knew? I mean, I can see where all that talent came from. But, uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of those... If you have a lot of talent, if you like talented parents, you're probably going to have some kind of talented kids. Because, like, you see that with 
Eddie Van Halen's dad playing clarinet and then both his sons being insanely, insanely good musicians. And you even see that later with uh, Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang Van Halen. He actually filled in, well, not just filled in, he was the bassist since 2004. And another cool fact, I saw that uh, it was like, they you know, um, it was an instrumental that Eddie Van Halen used to play after Jump, which he originally wrote for 5150, that album. He actually later dedicated it to his son Wolfgang and named it 316 after his birthday, March 16th. And for, every, for everything that I've seen about him, I watched a whole bunch of videos. I wanted to see how good he really was because I was certain that, I mean, any child of Van Halen better be, like, amazing. I was definitely not, not disappointed. I went and saw one of his bass videos. He covered Eruption on the bass. It made it look easy, just like his dad. And then he played, he could play Eruption on guitar, too. I'm sure he's insanely good at both. And I looked, it seems like he's actually going to do a, a solo project. And uh, basically, he, he hasn't released it yet, but he's like, I'm working on it. But um, from the Rolling Stone article I read about it, Wolfgang was talking. He's like, yeah, well, I'm, he's basically bracing for a wave of hate after he releases it. Because he's not trying to be his dad. He's trying to be his own musician, which I I think is a really good idea. I wouldn't want him to just copy what his dad did just because that's what people are expecting of him. I th I'm really excited to see what what he comes up with because based on the description, they said it's kind of punk meets ACDC meets Van Halen kind of style. So that'll be really cool to hear. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, but... It is coronavirus time, and I it's definitely not that good of a time to release music because you're not going to be able to tour. You won't be able to get people to really go out and buy your merch and stuff like that. So definitely not an ideal time to do anything, really. But I'll be looking out for it. I feel like being a musician these days would be pretty tough, too, because everyone just expects you to have, like a full-on album every year but I don't think every musician works that way like at least for me I've been working a lot to try to, to try to like write something my own but it's it's very hard it's very hard to actually get something that sounds good that you're proud of and actually want to show everybody so for these professionals even though they have so much skill and talent it still takes a little bit of time to come up with that and make it your own and something unique that nobody's heard before. So I think good music is worth waiting for, not just, hey, you should have another album by now. But no, I'm, or at least I'm pretty patient about it from a musician standpoint. And I think that would, it's just important to think about that side of it, why he hasn't released it, which, and I'd be kind of afraid too if my dad was. Eddie Van Halen and trying to live in his footsteps. But I think he's trying to pave his own way, which is 100% what I think the way to go is. 
Yeah, back to Van Halen a bit. Like, I think it's cool that, um, at least I think it's a lot different. I was talking to my dad about it, about Van Halen and how I'm more familiar with, like, the David Lee Roth era of Van Halen because I wasn't really, I wasn't alive back when there were new Van Halen albums coming out in the 80s and 90s and stuff. So, for me, I just know the original singer and a little bit of, I know who the other guys are, but I don't, like, I didn't grow up when it was brand new, so even though that, um, even though David Lee Roth was the Van Halen for me, Sammy Hagar was the Van Halen for him, and it took him a bit to actually listen to it and think, uh, and actually like David Lee Roth a little bit. Because it's a completely different vibe when Hagar is singing versus when Roth is singing. Which I do actually still like Sam and Hagar singing too. Because in most of the world did. If they seriously made number one on the charts. Platinum hits on their albums together. And I, yeah I guess I'm a little late on this. But uh. I didn't realize that there is actually all, the band, it's a super group, Chicken Foot, that has formed in 2008 with Sammy Hagar, Mike Anthony, both that were in Van Halen, and then they had Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers on drums, and then Joe Satriani as a guitarist. I'm really going to have to check those guys out because I did not even know that existed. And it's kind of, they kind of were just messing around also with the name because it's like, they called it Chicken Foot because it's kind of like a peace sign, you know, there's like Chicken Foot, the three uh, toes, I guess. Yeah, and they're going to name it that because originally it was just going to be Sammy Hagar, Chad Smith, and Mike Anthony. So three people, three toes. I think, and it was, those were like the initial jam sessions and stuff, but uh they're kind of on hiatus. They're not like broken. Well, they're not really broken up. But Chad Smith kind of has a lot of. He has a lot of duties and stuff. He has to play with Red Hot Chili Peppers and keep up with that. But I'm kind of surprised I had no idea that this supergroup even existed. I would never expect Joe Satriani and Chad Smith to even be together, much less Sammy Hagar and Mike Anthony. They seem like all completely different genres but maybe that's why maybe that's why they probably sound good together I need to listen to it but I can imagine a very unique sound from them yeah and I don't want to like dwell on like the whole uh, like sadness part but I was um I watched a video they were talking they're interviewing um, Sammy Hagar and Mike Anthony they're doing some some beach concert. This was very recently, so still, like, yeah, they were talking about they sometimes they'll go play some Chicken Foot songs and then they'll play some Van Halen songs. And they said uh, it's never been harder for them to play a Van Halen song in their life. So they had a whole, I watched one of the concerts, that recent concert video, and it was just, uh, they gave a moment of silence to Eddie Van Halen, cause I'm sure it's very I'm sure it's very hard for original band members like them, especially coming from like Mike Anthony, who the bassist who was like 
kind of kicked out of the band after a while, and then later replaced by Wolfgang, but he understood it. He understood that, too. He says, like, well, I hope uh, Wolfgang knows uh, that uh, best of luck to him, and I, he's a good kid, so. And uh, all over YouTube now, I've been seeing a whole bunch of Eddie Van Halen covers, lots of Eruption covers in different styles. And it's kind of cool to see that many people, that he made that big of an impact on so many people around the world that either were just listeners or guitarists wanting to do something special. I know as a guitarist myself that he inspired me. And uh, I was talking, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I want to do the, maybe I'll paint my stripes on my guitar. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. Yeah, you might want to practice a bit more before you do that. I don't want to um, raise expectations too much when I pull out my guitar. You're going to be expecting some eruption solo, super shredding, and I'm going to be like, uh, well, uh, I got Sweet Home Alabama and uh, the intro to Fade to Black for you, but that's about it right now. But it's an idea. It is an idea. Yeah, for anyone who's wondering why it's like way more echoey in here, it's because I ended up having to move move places to this like small study room in the library, and it's super. It's just super echoey. It's I mean it's kind of cool, but that's why the first half is a bit different than the second half. So anyone who's wondering about that, also. I just spent the last five or six minutes listening to a song by Chickenfoot because I'm I didn't I didn't want to finish it without actually listening to him. My gosh, they are exact. It's exactly as good as I expected it to sound. I didn't know how they're really gonna mend it together, but they do it good. And I used to listen to Joe Satriani a long time ago. I didn't I haven't listened to him in a real long time. But I seriously, at home, used to be, uh, well, since Joe Satriani's in Chickenfoot. Yeah. So, I used to seriously just put that CD in the, have a little CD player while I would take a shower. Just so, because I was afraid that, like, I don't know, some kind of monster or something in the shower. I was, so that was the, that was what I listened to when I took a shower. That and Alice in Chains and stuff. So, Chicken Foot is very good. And based on like the music video, it seems like all all those dudes are just like having a really good time. And I also realized how short Mark Anthony is. He's like well, I guess he's just five seven, but he looks short compared to like Joe Satriani, six foot something. Well, I mean, I'm only five seven, but he it's it's really cool to see these legends just all come together to to make something new and like i mean you really can't go wrong with chad smith on drums he's a good drummer joe satriani virtuoso you got and mark anthony's really good sam hagar's vocals it, even now i don't even know how old he is um let's see he is um, not 55, I was going to say 55, but, uh, oh my, 
He's oh my god, he's seventy two years old. He sounds like really good for seventy two years old. Yeah, I just like that uh, these old school musicians, all these bands I grew up with, are still playing at like seventy, eighty years old. I could not even imagine that. Like, I bet they were not expecting to make it this long with all the craziness they were doing. But it's really cool that they're still around and making music and are just as enthused about it as they were when they were a lot younger, too. It's like my guitar teacher and stuff, even he is like a whole bunch of a whole bunch of old guys that he used to jam out with a long time ago. And they still just jam out in the garage like every Friday afternoon, just chilling out. I've gotten to play with them a little bit. Um, They let me pick up the guitar every once in a while. What's cool, though, is they have some super nice guitars, like some 60 like 60s jazz master and stuff and like an old fender strat so when i get to play with them i get to play some real nice stuff like it's always a really good experience for me because i don't really get to jam out too much i'm trying to like get together with start a little band you know and i hope to still be have this much passion for music when i'm 70 or 80 years old because i don't think it's going away anytime soon I'm not dropping the piano. I'm not dropping the guitar. And I, like, like just got a bass, so definitely not. It's just something that's part of you that stays from... You're just kind of born with it. Once you start, you realize that's a part of your life you don't want to really be without. Like, anytime I go anywhere... Yeah, if, if there's no piano, we just kind of find a music store. My family would always just drive me to a music store and just let me play piano for 20 or 30 minutes in the store to curb my music withdrawals, as they would say. Once we actually got to go inside a uh, Steinway & Sons showroom, and they had these insanely expensive pianos. Almost everyone was 80000 90000 even a few hundred thousand dollars. And they had a showroom in there. They had a concert grand Steinway and Sons. And guess what I played on it? Super Mario Bros. And this was, I don't know, when I was 11 years old or something. And so, nine years ago. It's kind of insane to think. I mean, I I assume that I'm going to be doing like the exact same thing 20, 50, 70 years from now because... Anytime I hit, I go to any place that has a piano in it, I have to ask, can I play your piano? And, you know, they don't always say yes. <laughs> but um, that's when you just play it anyway and get kicked out or they tell you to stop. Like, I played two grand pianos inside of Ritz-Carlton. No permission, definitely not. No permission. But <laughs> the, the cleaning lady is just like, Stop that. But she doesn't get that that was a memory that I will never forget. I got to play piano in a Ritz-Carlton. How many people get to say that? So I think I just can relate to these musicians because they, I, though I am not quite, I'm definitely not at their skill level. I, I understand their love for the music and I will, I'll keep it up just, just the same way that they're going to do it. 
All right, and that is it for today's episode of Randy's Metal Reviews, 1984 by Van Halen. Hopefully you like this episode, and don't forget to listen to Van Halen. And probably chicken, and check out Chickenfoot, because I thought they were really cool, and I had never heard of them in my entire life. So look them up, and check out Wolfgang Van Halen as well. He's super good. Keep a lookout on him. I'll see you next time on the next episode of Randy's Metal Reviews. Have a good night.